Dobster. Welcome to Train Your Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter. Train Your Dog Podcast is a new doggy podcast on education, animal learning, behavior modification, and dog training. Train Your Dog Podcast focuses on helping your puppy to make sound decisions. Good decision empowers your puppy to enjoy freedom, and with good decision, gets your puppy a good and rewarding reinforcements. Pups promote positive interaction with animals, and pups your companion for life. This week's podcast will be focusing on the common puppy issue, parts two of three. This week we'll be focusing on three common problem, puppy problem, and the first one is managing your dog or your puppy at the dog run. And number two, counter surfing, and number three, building a reliable record. And I will be presenting to you three, uh, three tips on how you can handle each of the common puppy issue. Right, let's jump into it. Today's segment on the tips of the day, you'll be focusing to get your family on board so everyone is working together. This is the uh, only way to get success because uh, once you can enroll in all the entire family member, right, be it you're the primary caregiver or you're the secondary caregiver or you're just a playmate, right, if you can enroll everybody into training, your success rate is even higher. Hey, thanks for joining us again for this podcast. Uh, we are looking into the common puppy issue, uh, parts two of three. Right, today we are going to look into the uh, three common uh, issues that uh, most dog and puppy has uh, experienced. Right, uh, I believe all of us have uh, once upon a time or even right now we are all going or bringing our puppy to the dog run. Right, dog runs are typically excellent place to uh, exercise a dog. Uh, and it's also a common area where you will find uh, people bringing their dog for socialization, you know, uh, giving them a free range, running around, exercising, interacting with dogs and people and human, right? And uh, even through our uh, study, we also have found that uh, dog run are usually the highest uh, point uh, area of dog fight or dog bites, right? They're happening uh, all around the world, right? And it usually happens in the uh, doorway of the uh, of the dog run where the dogs are coming in and the uh, you know the frequent park user are exiting the dog park. Here are three tips and how you can manage your dog in the dog run. And before I enter into the dog run, I will be you know bringing my dog uh, around the parameters of dog run. Uh, that's where I will gauge uh, the vibes of the dog run. Uh, whether are they rowdy dogs or are they aggressive dogs or they are dogs that are already formed as a pack uh, which a new dog coming in will be seen as an intruder right that will help us to make sure that when our puppy enters in the dog run uh, they are in a better condition a better way to keep them safe uh, usually when I bring my dog to the dog run I will usually be uh, taking it as opportunity uh, to train my dog uh, in terms of recall in terms of focusing uh, on me as the owner and most of the time I will use the other dogs that's in the dog run as a form of distraction right so my first tip to you is when you bring your dog to the dog run right move quickly into the door and move to the end of the dog park right where I will spend at least a good five to ten minutes uh, re-establishing uh, contact with the dog doing a lot of click and treat 
paying only for attention looking, you know, paying for uh, any turning away of other distraction for the dogs and for the people and looking at me as the owner, right? So I will click and treat. This is the, this is the great opportunity, uh, once again, to teach the puppy that uh, it's always good to check in with the owner and that is the best that the dog will get uh, because, you know, when they, are when they are reaching out with the other dogs and people, they may not get uh, what they want or they may be also be disappointed or they, they could also be overwhelmed. So by doing so, I'm ensuring my dog will always have an eye on the on me. And as I uh, enter the dog parks and move to the end and start clicking and treating my dog for basic, uh, you know, looking at me, pay attention, basic sleep, basic touch, and things like that, I will reward, right? And then you move to tips number two, right? That's where I will release the dog. And when he goes into the free range, uh, we'll be checking out the dogs, checking out the ground, and running around, you know, like a like a young puppy, a wild young kid, uh, a wild child, right, running around. So what I will do, I number two, uh, the number two tips is that I will constantly, every fifteen minutes or so, I will be calling back my dog with a with, with with a good name calling. So what I'm trying to establish is that every time when I call the dog, it's not always about going home. It is not a anticlimax, right? It's about coming, checking in with the owner and to get the reward that you have. And then I will set him free. I will be telling him, okay, you're free to go back, you know, to the dog run and then smell and play with your dog friends, right? So, and then I will again be looking for opportunity uh, for the next 15 minutes. I will be calling, you know, my puppy again back to me and then I'll do that. And I'll do that for a good approximately maybe about another 20 to 30 minutes when I can get that. Then I will be starting to relaxing. You realize that if you are playing the, the game well, uh, your puppy will be start uh, looking for you, will be start you know checking back and see that uh, when are you calling me because I want what you have in the hand, right? What you have in the possession, something that you know is much more valuable than the dog's speed and the dogs and the people there, uh, which is a good way to train your dog to always check back with the owner. So the third tips I want to give to you during the dog run will be always keep an eye on your dog. Right, because in the dog run, even though it's a safe place where the dog cannot exit out of the fence area, but again, you never know who, uh, what type of dogs are there in the dog run. They could be those rowdy types, it could be those aggressive type, it could also be dogs that are very nice, right, where your puppy can have positive interaction with them. But however, uh, when you are too engrossed in catching up with your friends at the dog run, uh, typically you will not even look at where your dog you know, if I'm if it's, if it's me, I will always have an eye on my dog. I will know exactly at every single moment, is my dog in front in the dog run? Is my dog behind me? Is my dog close to me? I will always have an eye and I will always watch out for any incident that can catch, that can be uh, quickly uh, been out, you know, to be resulted in uh, out of hand situation. Right? I can step in and to protect my puppy. Always remember, right, your dog has you as the only protector in this living uh, in this living world, right? So you as an owner has to step up and to ensure that your dog will not get into any unnecessary harm, you know, sometimes by some playful bites or sometimes some old and grouchy dogs that are in the dog run that could send a wrong signal to your dog and which resulted uh, a dog that doesn't have a good impression of other dogs. You will end up having a dog that is all, it's what we call a reactive dog, a dog that doesn't know how to speak dog, a dog that doesn't know how to communicate with another another same species and you will have a hard time trying to undo what it could be have done uh, in a proper manner. If you have done so, that could be so much, 
you know, credited to your to your uh to, to what you have done and the and you will enjoy your dog for many years to come. So what do you really want to do in the dog run? Right? The dog run is typically allowing the dog to have a free range, going around to sniff around the ground, you know, playing with the dog. But however, I as I as I mentioned in the very beginning, I will always use it as a training ground, right? Because uh, I have unlimited uh, destruction that is uh, presented free of charge in the dog run. I will use the dogs, the puppy there. I will use the people there to provide that destruction so that I have time to train my puppy to always check in with me. podcast is sponsored by Pups Dog Training. Pups is a positive dog training school. We train dogs from puppy to advance. Pups Training Academy focuses on nurturing, training, educating and motivating our trainers to better equip themselves with skills, knowledge, experience to ensure continuing education and keeping abreast with the field of dog training. Our flagship programs include online cyber puppy training, life skills, dog obedience, behavioral modification, private one-on-one home-based training, and dog spots. Right, so number two, right, counter surfing. Counter surfing basically is a is a term that we use, right, where our dogs will basically, you know, uh, you know, stand on the extended leg, trying to surf uh, uh on your dinner table, trying to do it on your coffee table, trying to do on your, you know, uh, in your, you know, your kitchen uh, uh tabletop and things like that, right. These are all very bad habits that the dog, uh, or the puppy will learn, especially when it's successful. Uh, in terms of stealing of food off the table, right? When there is a successful steal, you know, that reinforcement will be clocked and your dog will be keep doing that over and over again. Sometimes in trainings, uh, it is not always about training a new behavior, right? Sometimes it's all about management. Uh, management is a concept where we manage the dog or the puppy so that uh, the dog will always feel safe and is always protected from uh, any unknown uh, situation or things that will happen in our household, right? So like, like, like for example, I'm eating on the table and I put the dog into the crate. What does it help, right? First, it protects the dog so that he's always hidden uh, inside the crate when he feels safe. Number two, uh, when I accidentally drop my food off my table, he will have no chance to, you know, uh, to rush in and have a bite. Actually, we are getting ready for, you know, like guests coming to our house, you know, where there is unexpected or expected guests coming to our house for dinner and you know during the dinner time uh, if your dog is a well-behaved puppy you know you have no problem letting him sitting you know around your house as, as your guest uh, goes for dinner together with you right but of course you doesn't want your guests to, to feel uncomfortable having a puppy you know near your table and things like that that, that may that may looks like a cute puppy but again it may not be comfortable for anybody to eat together uh, with a dog Right, that can be uh, avoided if you have a dog that has been trained uh, you know, to, to use the crate as a prevention technique. 
And secondly, what I will do, right? I can also teach my dog a mat training where I will put a mat, you know, near my dining table and I would have already trained my puppy to go on the mat and then hold himself, right? So what we are trying to do is basically to build the, uh, you know, the, what you call that, the, uh, the place command where the dog will do some restraint training onto the mat and just rest it there until I finish my meal. That's where he will be given the time, you know, for his dinner. Right. Of course, there are always uh, uh, other people that will say that, you know, why don't you feed your uh, puppy first? Uh, that can be done as well, you know, but I will always uh, purposely set up the training session where I will tell the puppy or the dog that there is a time for me to eat and there's a time for the dog to eat. So that is actually built out a good uh, a house rule and also a good uh, area where I can then uh, establish a good understanding between the dog and myself. So the third way to stop uh, any reinforcement or counter surfing is to prevent the dog from getting any uh, reinforcement off the table. So for example, uh, stop every family members at home to stop feeding your puppy uh, off your table. Uh, try to prevent dropping of food on the floor, but that will increase the tendency of the dog, you know, getting crowding your dining table. Right? And also stop uh, putting food on your coffee table where the dog can simply goes over and gets a reinforcement free of charge, right? Getting the, the the need where he knows that he can go to the counter and gets the reward. So even though this is uh, a common sense, but I believe uh, sometimes it takes a little bit of uh, consideration uh, to set up the situation where you can be able to help your puppy to drop that behavior. When the behavior is not being reinforced, right? It will goes into what we science call the, the extinction. Right, the behavior will die off uh, in a natural death. That will be able to help your dog to stop counter surfing. And the last doggy uh, puppy issue that uh, we will always be seeing is that you are unable to call your dog back to you. Right, so the recall is a, a challenge to you uh, facing your young puppy. Right, so this topic here, uh, what we are trying to do is to build a reliable recall so that your dog or your puppy can always be called to come. Right, so before we embark into a reliable recall, right, let's look at the name. Right, what have what have you done uh, for the name? Is it a name that always uh, you know is always a surprise, you know, and it's always a pleasant surprise when you call, you know, Dexter, uh, meaning that I will be coming to you to expect something, you know, uh, good good happening uh, in the in the situation. Or every time when you when I hear Dexter, it's always about you know like what we just mentioned, leaving the dog run. Uh, when I hear Dexter is when you want to bring me to a bath. You know, when I call Dexter, it's always locking me up uh, in the crate. So these are all the negative connotation that is always a uh, a problem for you if, if your dog ever knows that by coming to you is always about bad stuff, he will never come. Right? No matter what, what goodies you have in your hand and because of that bad experience, right, your dog will stop reacting to the name. Right, so what, what should we do? So number one, we should stop using the name for the wrong way, right? For the wrong time or for the wrong uh, situation. For example, right, when I, when I uh, come back from home, right, I do not call my dog's name for nothing, right? I will come in and I go in to have myself uh, undressed and uh, I've been changed, you know, and once I'm done, maybe uh, a good three minutes, especially for guys that's very short. Uh, after I change, I'll come back and I'll start engaging my dog. Right, and I only will call his name, you know, when I need some reaction from the dog. Like for example, responding to his name, you know, to come, 
you know, uh, you know, to look at me and things like that. So these are all uh, action that I need for my puppy. And that is where I will use the name. Right. So the second tip is to put his name as a, uh, what we call a turning key, right? A, a turning on key that will be able to switch on the dog that using his name is something positive. Right, and that is something that I want you to learn. Every time when you call Dexter, it's always an anticipation. It's always something that I'm looking forward to. Like for example, there will be a good tummy rub that's coming up. There will be a good hug that's coming up. There will be plenty of good food that's coming up. And that will predict to me my name brings forward all positiveness. So that will enhance that recall. That will enhance that name calling. And that will enhance your dog from coming back all over and over again, right? So the third tips uh, for recall is where you you will train your dog basically to come uh, uh, towards you uh, with lots of intensity, a lot of strength, a lot of power coming to you where he will be rewarded by by coming to you as a second nature. Right? So what I mean here is that uh, the recall should be trained in a way where it becomes like a reflex, right? For example, if I would tap on your right shoulder, you know, I was expecting you to turn towards your right to check who is tapping on my shoulder, right? So that is called a reflex. A reflex is something that you doesn't go into your high-level thinking where you need to go into the process thought and before the action is being delivered, right? So that is not a that is not a process thought. So a reflex is something that when I tap your, your shoulder, I expect you to, re, to turn and just because that is a second nature, that part of you, right? So this is what we're going to train our puppy to, to have. So a reliable recall is to train the recall as a second nature. So what I'm trying to mean here is that every time when I call Dexter or I say come, right, that's where the dog will start, you know, stop doing what he's doing and then turn and start rushing towards the owner. And that's where I will be doing a CT, a click and treat as they come and rush coming back to me. I will start chilling him like a, you know, like chilling him off a, uh, what you call a, a, a track and field event. Where it's coming towards the you know finishing line, you know as he coming to me, I will praise him right. What a good dog, and I will give him, I will give him his base, his good, uh, what he's expected, uh, a good food, a good reward coming from me. You know, it can be uh, a good goodies, it can be a tummy rub, it can be a hug, it can be anything that your dog uh, basically enjoy, right? And that is a good reward. And always uh, and and trust me, right? If you have to do that. Uh, uh, everything coming to you is all about uh, you know fun, all about excitement, all about you know uh, anticipation. I can tell you that your dog will come as and when you call. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and uh, we are I'm looking forward for some positive feedback and also some review of the podcast topic. And if you have any uh, uh, review to, to, to provide, please go to uh, Podchaser, which is www.podchaser, as in P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R.com. And leave your uh, remarks there, and so that uh, people who are searching for the new podcast will be able to search for us. And thank you again. at tops.com.sg which is P-U-P-S 
Pops has a trainer academy to nurture, train, educate, and motivate all trainers to better equip ourselves with skill, knowledge, experience to ensure continuous education to keep abreast with the field of dog training. Pops Dog Training, we provide Puppy 101, Pet Dog, and Dog Sport Training. And our flagship program, our Dog Obedience Life Skill Program, and also the Puppy Fundamentals Obedience Classes and Puppy Fundamental Agility Classes and Behavioural Consulting. Thanks again for listening to our podcast and we hope you like it and I'll see you again in our next podcast.